happy new week hope you are doing amazing um looking a really chilly morning down here in melbourne um but i think it's gonna be a great day outside um i went to my pt and we got home yesterday after our little family adventure to port arlington which was a super fun weekend with the kids um as in three more sleeps i'm off to the gold coast for a month and first of all with the team conferencing and um and planning all sorts of exciting things for the rest of 2021 so today i thought what what, what will i speak about um and i was sitting there yesterday and i thought you know what it's monday morning um a lot of people want to be sort of um inspired and motivated to take the a week on and so I thought I'd break down the differences of how I understand and, of course, how I've learned and understood uh, motivation versus inspiration. But before I get stuck into um, the content for the rest of the live, I'll give you guys an update as to what is happening on Digital Detox Month, which is this month of March that I announced a couple of weeks ago after reading the book Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. I, um, uh, I implemented all of these changes uh, into my life and, um, and I have to say I've been, I've been going well. Uh, one day last week felt like um, I was going back to all the habits, um, although it was a busy day online because um, Friday we bought a new car for our Gold Coast head headquarters and I had to sort of communicate on my phone and all that sort of stuff. But the good news is the report came in on Sunday screen time report right and um i have shaved off another seven hours seven out total hours of my um screen time okay on my phone yeah of course because throughout the week i'm working so my computers are on of course there's screen time because that's essential activity but off my phone a seven more hours so just to give you a little bit of a, a breakdown of what happened uh week one before i started before i measured anything uh, the total time spent on um, the mobile device screen was 30 hours total. So it was averaging about four hours a day. Um, of course, that's got work in there and all that kind of stuff. The second week when I started the digital detox, I was down by 11 hours to just 19 hours by bringing more awareness, not to touch my phone, to leave it at home, to do all that kind of stuff. Good morning, Bernie and Kim. And week two ended yesterday, so I got my new uh, screen time report and it was down by another seven hours. So I'm just going to have a look here just to give you an exact. So total screen time for the week uh, last week was uh, 12 hours 44 compared to 19 hours on week one of detox and then 30 hours the week before. So overall, 18 hours throughout the week have been off the mobile screen um the one that i really was um uh obviously interested in seeing how it would drop off is facebook like just checking the phone all the time for facebook and of course i've removed my um emails from my phone so facebook was at seven and a half hours pre-detox and emails one and a half hours then facebook was at two hours in the second week already like five hours gone and no emails because i took them off my phone and then down to just one hour, 19 minutes overall throughout the whole week. And I can see here where Friday I had to be sort of on um, quite a bit with the purchase of the car and all that kind of stuff. I can see how my little graph looked uh, massive on the Friday. 
So there you go. So down from 30 hours overall to um, 12 hours. Okay. Um, and most of the other things are like obviously using the camera. I like I love taking photos. I reckon the most I'm going to my phone for now is to take a photo. And obviously when we're away with the kids and all that kind of stuff, or look up something, or if you, I need to use GPS. So that's the debrief. Now week three starts um uh, today. And it's going to be very interesting to see as we go to the Gold Coast and we're obviously in travel and transit and, and I'm with the team and, you know, uh, being over there. Let's see how maybe um, this week ends up balancing out, um, you know, three days at home and four days, um, you know, traveling and being away and, you know, kind of um, doing all that kind of stuff. All right. So that's the digital detox update. So let's move into what we're going to talk about today, which is the motivation versus inspiration. A lot of people ask me, how do you stay so disciplined that? How do you, you know, stay so motivated and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the differences between the two, uh, because they are quite different. Motivation is up to you. <laughs> okay. So it's internal and inspiration is external. So you get inspired by others or other things. Yeah. So I cannot motivate people. <laughs> uh, I can only inspire you through these Monday morning lives um, and give you some suggestions or ideas, but you have to actually motivate yourself to get up and do some of the things that we talk about week in and week out, right? So let's tackle a little bit of inspiration. So where can we get inspiration, right? Because yes, it is from people, right? Someone you admire, right? You know, you might... Um, admire certain entrepreneurs, speakers, um, celebrities, whatever, whoever it is that you follow, right? So inspiration can come from them. Secondly, inspiration can come from simply reading a book. I mean, you guys heard me um, just relevant to what we were talking about just at the start of the call. You know, um, I read the book Digital Minimalism. I'm, I was inspired to implement a monthly, um, a month-long digital detox from reading that book. Um, uh, so the book inspired me, but I had to motivate myself and take the practical steps and lessons from the book to actually put them and implement them into my life, yeah? So we can get inspired by books. We can get inspired by watching a movie. You know, there are movies that have many lessons behind them or certain things you might watch, YouTube, whatever it is, visual visual media, if you like. Um, and then you kind of go, oh, that's really inspiring. But inspiration, what I find is um, um, it's very short-lived. Um, so unless you act upon it and motivate yourself to take action because you can hear someone and you can walk away from a few-day seminar I know people who um, go to Tony Robbins um, seminars that go for five days or six days or three days or whatever it is. And after that seminar, they're so inspired to make all of these changes and everything they've learned and something shifted inside. And for many of them, those changes actually don't remain or become sustainable. And this is when I'm going to talk to you guys about motivation and in the internal part of this equation because yes other people like Tony Robbins or anyone that you admire can inspire you but unless you take action on that inspiration quickly and set kind of the the rules of how it's going to lay out uh, you know look for um like the long term so for example 
uh, with the digital detox. Yeah, it's great. It's a 30 day detox and all that kind of stuff. But my intention from the beginning wasn't just to make it a 30 day thing. The 30 days was when it was going to be obviously challenging, difficult. Um, you know, um, I would have hiccups. Like I said, on Friday, I felt like I was back on the phone as long as I was pre-detox. So that one day, but I, I sort of, I realized that I actually saw what it felt like to be like that day in and day out. Yeah. But I'm hoping that at the end, not hoping, <laughs> I feel that at the end um, of those 30 days that I will feel like I have a lot more control and rules around what I do and don't do on my, um, on my phone um, and how often I, I tap into it. And the fact I'm definitely no 100% now for sure that I will not reset up my emails on my phone and my phone will never be used to check or send emails. I will always be going to. That has been one thing that has been just a, a, a really, really great thing to just do when I need to do it rather than just at all hours or, or reading something just before I, I go to sleep and things like that. So various things, obviously, I'm going to be very mindful of what to remain long term, you know, and this is where we're going to talk a little bit about delayed gratification later on. So just um, to recap, inspiration is great, but it comes from external sources like people, like reading a book, like videos. But remember, it is short lived and it doesn't like keep, you know, uh, it doesn't stay top of mind unless you take action on it. Right now, I'm reading also my next book. I'm almost finished a big book, this one, and quite a, a thought and deep one is um, The Power of Intention uh, from Dr. Wayne Dyer. And that's a really, really deep book. And I, he gives a lot of practical things to do as well throughout it. So I want to read, read it all and then go back and I open up my, where is my little booklet? Um, my little book which is to start today, which is important. And I start writing um, my notes and what are the key things because unless I actually take action on some of the stuff that's recommended and I've just read, it's going to leave my mind, yeah? Following rules, even if you set yourself a challenge, can become an obstacle to follow through. Yeah, totally, yeah. And we're not perfect. Um, you know, it's, you know, and also on a day off, like Friday was our day off. We went out for brunch. We bought the car. There was lots of things happening and with the kids and pick up at school and I wasn't near a computer. So therefore I was on my phone a lot more as well. Um, okay. Um, other people's success. So what else can inspire us? Other people's success. So we've watched someone, we follow their journey of what they've done, or we read about their life and all that kind of stuff. And then that can inspire us as well to see if we want to re uh, replicate that kind of success in our own lives, depending on what it is, health, career, business, relationships, all that kind of stuff. And then, of course, your teachers, your mentors, your coaches, you know, groups that you're a part of, that's also can provide great inspiration for you to go for your goals, yeah? But those people cannot do it for you, all right? So this is where motivation comes into the equation that you can take that inspiration but realize they can't do it for you they can't get you the goal they can't um you know uh get you um you know get, get up earlier and um uh, you know exercise and all that kind of stuff you need to play a part it's kind of like a a, a twofold game inspiration motivation kind of go hand in hand 
Okay, so how do we get motivated? What motivates a human being? I'm sure this topic has been spoken about many, many times. And I just kind of sat down yesterday and I thought, well, what is it? What is it that, you know, gets me out of bed? What is it that keeps me disciplined in, in um, uh, you know, around my fitness, around how I eat, around, you know, what I do, uh, you know, how, what makes me get up, yeah? So I'll break that one down <laughs> for people. So um, first of all, you know, we've heard, you know, it's it's your why, you know. And when we say our why, so what does that mean? Well, what is important to you, right? What is truly important to you? Because if you um, if you think about the human value, in our values, we might have health, we might have career, we might have relationships, we might have shopping, we might have um gaming i'm just trying to think of obviously other things that people do that um you know are not just the big 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 things like health business or career because you know values break down into their sub niches if you like and it is in our top three to five values where we will spend most of our time and money okay so unless something is important enough uh, to you and it is in on those in those top five values three to five even top three you're not going to make the time or you're not going to put in the effort or look for information to develop yourself further to get you know uh, to put in the time and the effort okay so if you say i want to be healthier i want to lose weight i want to be fitter and all that kind of stuff yet Health and fitness is kind of living there at value number nine or 10 on that list of values. And in the top three, you've got socializing, you've got, um, you know, uh, travel, you've got other things like, you know, that are totally, I guess, not conducive to be, being able to, not, don't help around the fact if you want to be healthy and all that. By the way, you can do all of those things even um even if you travel a lot and have lots of social gatherings and all that kind of stuff, because it's about the choices we make at the end of the day when we're in those situations, right? So you've got to figure out what is truly important to you. And if you want to change a thing, you've got to push it up in those top three values. You've got to push it up to get, uh, you know, that's then every day you get up, you're going to go, okay, what's in my top three values? They're the things I'm going to do first. And then I'm going to focus on other things because we can't do everything. We can't, you know, it's impossible, you know, but we can do anything we want. Yeah, we can't do everything, but we can do anything, right? And the thing is, you know, uh, let's say you want to focus on your health and it might be like this 12-month journey of, you know, focus, changing your lifestyle, uh, you know, getting into an ex a regular exercise routine, eating, choosing and learning how to eat and feed yourself correctly and all that kind of stuff. After 12 months, that may become like, that may that will become like a um a regular like a new neural pathway in your brain so you don't have to keep it in your top three values it'll be there in your in your you know top 10 let's say but once it's on autopilot and you're confident in that then you can tap into another area that you really want to get better at or or just overcome example again i'm gonna go back and refer to the digital detox right now it is so new to me um and it's so conscious right so i'm i'm uh, consciously making sure that i'm choosing not to pick up my phone choosing not to check email on my phone choosing so i'm making choices every time and i'm talking to myself in my brain right 
I'm hoping that after 30 days that it'll become kind of second nature of my new routines and I won't have to pay as much attention to it, right? I think it won't be, it won't be still easy because I, I, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but it takes two to three years or 1,000 times of repetition until you build a new neural pathway. So to really, um, you know, um, kind of have something that does go on autopilot, like brushing your teeth, you need to do it for two to three years or 1,000 times of repetition. So it probably is going to stay conscious. I know that's a lot, right? I know it might be a shock to you guys, but it is true because um, um, because habits that I've truly ingrained as brushing my teeth, that's how long I've had to do them. Like my exercise, when I committed to my personal trainer about six or seven years ago, I said twice a week with you, twice a week on my own, and four times a week is my goal, and that's how I'm going to stay consistent. But I know I'm in this for at least three years before I feel like it's like brushing my teeth. And that is exactly what has happened. Hey, Suzanne and Bernie, I'm glad you're enjoying the topic. If you caught, uh, if you came in late, guys, just um, re-listen and <laughs> go to the beginning. Okay, so, um, so yeah, so for me, when I committed, because I had learned the thing about two to three years or 1,000 times of repetition, I said, I have to do this like for a long time and it's, you know, but I know time passes and if I can just be focused on it, you know, then I can build. And so once I master one thing, I move on to like something else that I want to get better at, you know, and you guys heard about digital detox was the thing that I wanted to get better at from this month and on. And, but I know for the rest of this year, I'll probably have to be very conscious that I don't go back to the old habits that I am conscious I'm leaving my phone, that I'm not checking emails and all that kind of stuff on it. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first point of how do you find what motivates you? You need to figure out what's in your, what do you do every day? Just look at your day. Like just look at your day and like do a time audit as as we said last week and look at what shows up most. That's your top three values. That's where you spend most of your time and money. And that's, that's pretty much very easy to see if, if the thing you want to be better at, you know, is there and if it needs to be pushed up, then that's the thing that needs to take part in all of your days. Yeah. All right. Second thing that motivates us as human beings is pain, right? Pain, right? Either punishment or survival, which is the harshest one of, um, of the pains. Yeah. Punishment means if you don't do it, let's again use the the health example, I think it's the one most relatable and people can get it. Um, let's say um, you're not that healthy, but there's no, um, you know, you're not going to die because you're not that healthy. Yeah. But you feel like you're sluggish or you feel like you can't keep up with your kids and play certain things that if you were healthier, you probably could. And that's kind of punishment or you don't feel good, like looking at yourself naked or, um, you know, standing naked in front of your partner or, um, you know, just don't feel comfortable in your clothes and all that. That's punishment, right? That's like that niggling little thing. Um, but for some people, that's not enough. For some people, it is. Someone will make a comment or something and it will snap them into, you know, making a change, which is a big motivator. Yeah, punishment. But survival, survival, when someone gets given almost like a death sentence by their doctor because, say, of their health, um, you know, generally it really can transform someone almost in an instant, like cold turkey, yeah? Because, I mean, those people who 
you know, we've heard about the stories of those that stop smoking when they get diagnosed with lung cancer. You know, probably the lung cancer won't go away. Now it's too late, right? So unfortunately, those are the two things. And if you want to leverage pain, just kind of, well, what will happen if I don't do this? And what else? 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 Maybe metaphorically to get yourself to that point of, you know, it becoming about survival rather than just punishment. Because sometimes with punishments, people can continue living, yeah? And just put up with it, uh, repress it? Yeah, I think, repress it, I think. That's the word. And um, and so um, so often in my mind, I'm, I'm creating scenarios in my head that are worst case scenarios of, of certain situations. If I don't get up and do my exercise today, my week's not going to start good. Uh, things are not going to flow the way they um, they normally flow. So it's like kind of these rules that if I don't do it, it's going to be doom and gloom, right? Which most cases it won't be, but it is good to paint that kind of a picture because then that motivates you, right, to get up. Um one of the points that I had here is, and I think it ties in really nicely with this, is understanding delayed gratification and its power. Yeah. So we know instant, oops, uh, instant gratification and um, and delayed gratification. Sorry, my I'm, I'm mirrored on this thing, and my fringe is just not seeing right. Okay. Um, delayed gratification is something um, a lot of us, you know choose not to kind of understand that it's actually the, the the gold and the results and everything is when we practice that yeah when we practice good habits you know in years down the track we get those benefits when we practice and sacrifice our time and efforts when we're building a business for example you know i gave up so many things in those first three years and again i think that two three years one thousand times of repetition plays a big part Gave up so many things, as most of you would know, I didn't watch any TV at all, at all. I thought it was the biggest waste of time because my values shifted, right? You know, like I totally, TV, Netflix, anything was on value number 20 or something. I did not devote any time. But where I put, like, this is business, education of self, those were the, the two. Personal development was number three. Those were my top three. So health wasn't there in the top three um hanging out with my family any shopping or spending or like social life that wasn't there yet it was really really important prior to starting a business socializing boy in the top three values it was right but when i was growing my business i even didn't have holidays yet holidays also in my like kind of top five or six um values in my life hanging like going chilling out with family and having those experiences right so all i um did <laughs> lived and breathed was this now, how do I grow this business? Who do I need to talk to? Um, you know, where do I need to join? What group? What book do I need to read? What seminar? What mentor do I need to learn from? Everything was just that. Everything was just that. And of course, once I got the ball up in the, the plate, up, spinning, 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 right? And I started seeing the, 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 the rewards with this delayed gratification towards it all, I could implement and bring in other things towards top three values like the health, like hanging out with family, bring the holidays back in, all that kind of stuff. For a certain period of time when we're building a new habit or wanting to change something in our life, we really, really need to focus and probably eliminate a lot of the other things that we, you know, we do on a daily basis. 
Um, so understand delayed gratification and please, please practice it because at the end you really do reap all the benefits. Um, you know, that famous, famous quote still rings. I mean, it's in my planner. Right? I, I love it. It's, it's one of my, my favorite quotes and that is, and it's so true. It's like exactly what we're talking about today and also about delayed gratification, but this is the one it's here in the planner entrepreneurs live a few years in their life like most people won't so you can so they can live the rest of their life like most people can't so same thing you could implement implement um the word change the word entrepreneurs and change it to whatever thing that you you want to be better at that other people won't do we could say, you know, someone who's ha um, who's healthy and fit lives a few years of their life like most people won't, like focusing on their health and fitness and da da da, so they can live the rest of their life like most people can't, because they, you know, once they've built those habits after the first few years, you know, it's second nature to them. It's just a no-brainer. All right, pleasure. Pleasure is a motivator. So, are you driven by pleasure and reward? Not many people are. It's the weakest of the motivators. Obviously, punishment and survival are the stronger too. Um, you're welcome, Kim. Um, and so pleasure is another motivator. And um, the more references for success you collect in different things that you're able to get better at in your life or improve, the more you'll start getting, I think, motivated by pleasure. So now there's a definitely find pleasure to be a greater motivator for me because I know if I suffer a little bit for this thing, I know the fruits of like my, my things are going to be like that. I'm going to get to the other end. I know rewards there because when you pay the price, you get the reward. It's, it's, it's kind of like, what is it? A rule of the universe. You know, it's a rule of the universe that if you pay the price, you will get the reward, but most people don't want to pay the price. Right. And so really, really, I'm glad you're enjoying it, G. Um, I really want you to think about that. Initially, you know, motivate yourself, you know, look at your values, look at your inspiration, look at, um, look at, um, you know, what is important to you. If it's something not, like, this is what I say to my budding authors. You know, if you, if you haven't written a book by now, it's because it's not important to you. Everything else is taking priority, right, in your life. When you push it up in your top three values for a temporary period of time, you'll see how you'll do it and you'll find the money to do it, you know, because writing a book is not a cheap exercise, right? All right. So last one I'm going to cover off. I can't believe I've spoken for half an hour. I just feel like I'm just getting started. Um, I'm just, okay. Self-respect and commitments to you. Okay. So we make commitments to other people all the time. So I'm saying this is what motivates me. So when I say I'm going to do this in my goals at the back of the planner, yeah, in my, so I write my 90 day goals and, um, and first quarter goals, here they are, right? When I put that pen paper on the, you know, pen to paper and I said, this is what I'm going to do. These are the commitments to me and what I would like to achieve around health, family, business, um, personal development, financial future, whatever. It's like, you know, this is what I have to do. I'll put it down on paper. It's like, I don't have to show this to anybody. I don't have to answer to everybody. But my commitment and my self-respect to me is what motivates me. It's like, I can't let myself down. 
All right. So think about, well, what does that mean for you? Do you set things and then let yourself down? Yes, because our commitment, our greatest commitment is the one we make to ourselves, not to other people. It's to ourselves. What do we promise we're going to do? Commitment is my motivator. When I commit to myself and others, and others, I get it done. Yeah. I mean, I do both too, Suzanne. But the one that is the most important is to me. And does, is it good for me? And then generally, if it's good for me, it's good for others, good for the greater good. Like, like we look at those things as well. So it was funny, uh, last night on Words on Wednesdays, um, some of you were there, some of you weren't. I don't know if they're on your live. And I have to do this today. I haven't done my... So in every year, I do a five-year vision. And you put the year five years from now, which is 2026 year. And at the end of the arms, guys, you put down what will your environment, what will your life look like in five years? You know, things, measurable things you have achieved and and um, other things like, you know, healthy and like, you know, it, it can be, it can be sort of, I want you to think about half of them being measurable, like so numbers around things. Oh my God, it gave us chills down our spine. I pulled out my planner from 2016. And in 2016, I had 2021 in here. And I just read all, all, you know, what I had written. And it just, the numbers, like, they were, like, spot on. Like, having helped 600 authors, um, something like eight properties. I think it was something, like, other numbers, like, that, that, I, that I had put then. Because in five years' time, like, they say we underestimate what we can do in a short period of time. And, oh, sorry, overestimate what we can do in a short period of time and underestimate what we can do in a longer period of time. But I do this every year, so it was really, really like I pulled it out because the story, uh, the topic was about where, who will you be and what will we, you will be doing in ten years' time, and I did it in the reverse order, and it was just really spooky. So do that kind of stuff, and those are the commitments to myself when I do my five-year vision. So I hope you uh, have some food for thought. Motivating Monday, right? Hopefully, I've given you some motivation. Well, inspiration. Remember, inspiration is external. If you're getting it from me, it is now up to you to motivate yourself to look at what is the next area of life you want to really tackle and and um, and become build a neural pathway around. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Those that have commented, if you haven't commented and you've caught this in a recording or it's at the end, I'd love to know what was a favorite favorite aha moment of what I said um, and um, what resonated with you. And if you're happy to share something that you will tackle next in your life to improve for you, you know, to get build that next better version of you, um, I'd love to know that too. All right, have a great week, guys, and as always, smash it out.